Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. Come on, see the finest girl in France. Make an entrance to entrance. Dance la Esmeralda. This week at the Tierra Talk Show, we welcome back our cast member corner segment in which we speak to past or current cast members of the Disney theme parks from around the world. This week, I'd like to welcome former Walt Disney World character actress Laura Lees to the show. Welcome, Laura. Thanks, Tierra. This is so exciting to talk to you today. I'm Believe it or not, folks, as I had a, somebody on our show previously a few weeks ago, which was Emma Jacobs, she was actually on my home videotapes. And believe it or not, I, I don't know how it came to be, but some of my mutual Facebook friends were friends with you, Laura, and you are on my videotapes as Esmeralda in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> which is so exciting because I'm going to need to get you to send that to me. How did you kind of come about working for Walt Disney World? Well, uh, that's a great question, and it's and it's not something I I had planned on doing. I I was already making my living as a singer. I had um, record deals, and I toured with bands, and I did musicals and operas and all that kind of stuff. And I was in Orlando. Um, I'd been hired for a, a workshop of a new musical that was supposed to go to Broadway, and um, in the midst of the workshop. Uh, they ran out of money, and a bunch of the chorus members said, you know, Laura, you'd be such a great Esmeralda. And I said, oh, well, yeah, I don't really do the whole theme park thing. And they said, okay, Snobberella, come see the, schnow, the show and see what you think. <laughs> and so I went, and I saw Hunchback, and I was in tears at the end. And I was like, okay. That was fantastic, and that looks like the most fun thing in the world. I would totally do that. And so I went and auditioned, and I got the part and started uh, working and spent about a year and a half doing the role. And it was um, probably 18 of the best months of my entire life. It was just the most fun experience I ever had. You have a lot of people participating in that show. It's not Bro, just, it you is, know. It was mayhem backstage. I mean, controlled mayhem and just so brilliantly staged. I mean, the fact that they crammed an entire movie into a 35-minute show, it blew me away every day how we were able to do it. And it was, so it was con- controlled chaos. <laughs> For and sure. great characters, too. Esmeralda is such a strong Disney heroine. Seeing her on stage was just another dream for me. And so Esmeralda has this big 
wig. Did that ever fall off? Because you have to do all these dances as Esmeralda. And no, well, that 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 wig is a whole story unto itself. So it's it's a two piece it was a two piece wig. So you had the main part of the wig, then the mic was actually placed on top of my head, and then the second hair piece snapped on top of it. So the mic <laughs> was on top of my head. The whole thing weighed about five pounds. It was a really heavy wig, and it was pinned in there. You know, I mean, I had lots of they, they had amazing wig people at the show. So, you know, they, they showed me how to how to do the, 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 the right kind of pin curls to then stick the wig into the pin curls. But I have to tell you a funny story. After I'd been doing the show, I don't know how long it was, six months, nine months or something. I noticed that I had two little bald spots on either on right next to my temples. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and I had to I had to work at changing up where I put the bobby pins in. But no, it never fell off. Never even came close. It was it was stuck on there. Did you get a chance to ever meet kids maybe behind the scenes or in the audience after everybody kind of basically left? Just have a little small yes. meet and greets? Yes. And that was hands down. I mean, there are a million things I loved about this experience, but hands down the most awesome part about it was twofold. One, the show really became like the show for um, kids with all kinds of challenges, um, including terminally ill children. So we had lots of visitors from Make-A-Wish Foundation um, where we'd get to meet with the families after the show, and which was always incredibly difficult because you know you, you didn't want to cry in front of them so you had to stay like up 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 and we'd get through it and it was just so the families were always so amazing and positive and wonderful and loving and like the kids of course just you know you would have done anything to to make them smile and they loved it and then anytime a little girl came dressed as Esmeralda to the show I would I could radio the backstage guys and say bring her back after and uh you know, that moment when you you see it on the commercials, right? I wasn't a character out in the park, so I never got this experience anywhere else. But, you know, the little girl would round the corner and I'd go down on one knee and she'd run up and jump on me and hug me. And, you know, and sometimes <laughs> they'd be like, I have your doll and I have your movie and I was you for Halloween, you know. And so in that moment, you know, I am Esmeralda to this little girl. And it was just the most special, incredible honor hands down the best part about the entire experience. So was The Hunchback the only show you got to work on at Walt Disney World? Or there what? were, uh, yeah, I did not go on to do other shows because I was, I, was I was leaving. When my contract was up, um, uh, or when the show was closing, I, I decided to, to come home to Los Angeles. My whole family's here. But uh, there are a few different really fun events that, that, I, that I sang at. I can't remember what they were for, really. Um, but, but neat, like, corporate things and, and just special events where we um, got to uh, do shows and those were really fun because then the characters would always be there and it would always make yeah. me laugh as a woman in my 30s I still would just like giggle like a six-year-old whenever anybody came around in their Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse costume even though I knew even if I knew the person inside of it it still was <laughs> so exciting so and I love Hunchback because the music is just gorgeous did you have a favorite song besides Elsmeralda's God Help the Outcasts oh yeah what was the first one that the Quasi's first song um, uh, heaven's light or there. oh out, out there okay. out there out there was oh loved it that was that i'd be backstage warming up you know to that one and i uh, loved that song 
Did you ever get to keep one of the Quasimodo uh, heart cards? Because for audiences listening who don't really remember this, Quasimodo has a heart card, and during the middle of the performance, he rips it uh, when Elsmeralda kisses Phoebus. So did you ever get your own and keep it? I, I didn't, but I will tell you a, a fun fact that um, the, we were all very uh, mischievous in the show, and um, lots of Quasis took turns writing very funny things on the cards to, to try to break me up so that I would start laughing during that. <laughs> A part of the show <laughs> and anything that could happen did um to, to to everyone i mean it there was there was always so much going on they couldn't see i mean i had things from you know it was an outdoor theater so one of my personal favorites was the <laughs> show during which i was singing and some bug flew straight into my mouth and like hit the back of my throat that was uh that was a precious moment then in my oh this is my very first show um phoebus broke my finger during the fight <laughs> What? Oh my goodness! You know where we were fighting. He has the sword, and I have the candelabra. Yes. Well, oh the gosh. sword landed right on my pinky finger and broke it. Uh, in fact, oh. I have a hilarious picture of myself after the first week of rehearsals. I look like I've been hit by a bus. I have so many bruises, and uh, I've got the cast on my <laughs> on my finger. Oh yeah, it's uh, it was an extremely physical, crazy show. Like I said, real controlled chaos backstage. You can't imagine what was going on back there. It was really great. Some of my favorites were Tom Vazana, who was, you know, he was one of the gargoyles. And then he also played the, uh, he was also the friar. And he, he had a favorite thing where, you know, there's a scene when I'm in the cathedral and he's talking, having a little conversation with him. And he would always, the audience couldn't see his face. So he was another one who would be making the most hilarious faces trying to make me laugh. We spent a lot of time trying to make each other laugh. Not very professional, but very, very fun. Did you get to meet any celebrities during your time working for the show that they would oh, come in? And- yeah, I know John Cicada was there one time. He had that song, I, I don't want to say it. And then we met with him after. Did Demi ever come during one of your performances? Was my and we're time. talking about Demi Moore, too, by the way, yeah. <laughs> the voice yeah, of yeah. Elvira. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, she. I know she came in the beginning, but I, I didn't get to meet her, no. It was, it was such a great show, and it touched so many people so deeply that I, I, I wish they would bring it back, too. There was there was this darling little man who used to come to the show like once a week and he would take pictures with this fantastic camera during the whole show and he would bring us the pictures every week. We had the most wonderful fans. He would bring the pictures for us. So I have like a giant box of pictures from dozens of shows that I did and the fun the hilarious ones were from the summer where I literally look like I'm melting. <laughs> like I'm so, I'm so covered in sweat. I don't know how the makeup stayed on my, on our faces, but I literally look like I'm melting. Uh, yeah, it was hot during the summer, let me tell you. Let's go on to some fun Disney questions. I call them my okay. fab three. I okay. ask them to all of my guests, so <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so okay. we'll start with the Donald one. So the Donald one is, as a child, what Disney film would you always like to watch over and over again? That's a hard question. You know, I would. Ha- I was always a sucker for, always a sucker for Cinderella. And our goofy question: What Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? What Disney character would be my best friend? Probably Goofy, because I'm such a goofball. And our Mickey question: If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? You know, Beauty and the Beast is probably my favorite. Well, I have to thank you so much for coming on the show, Laura. And if you could sum up your experience working for the Disney company with one word, what would that be? Oh, very cliche, but magical. Children.
There's ten of you and one of me. What's a poor girl to do? 